Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Very good evening and welcome to the Brownlow Metal Predictor. It is all for Betfair. You can lay bet on AFL markets only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858. Sam Hargraves with you. And, of course, the main man of this show is Betfair's Tommy Haylock. Tommy, hello, mate. Hello. Great to be with you again, mate. Um, how's everything? Look, everything's great. Uh, everything's absolutely wonderful. We are getting to the business end of the season. Two rounds to go to establish the 2022 Brownlow medalist. Now, week in, week out, Tommy, we get you uh, to give us your three, two, one votes uh, in terms of who you should be looking to have a dabble on, of course, responsibly uh, for Betfair in our Brownlow medal predictor. How were your three, two, one uh, best bets received and how did they perform last week? We're going all right, Sammy. We're going all right. Two weeks in a row, I think we've done all right. Last week was superb. This week, um, okay. So we uh, the one voter laying Andrew Brayshaw versus the Dogs. I thought the Dogs midfield might just get the better of him. Fremantle won, but Andrew Brayshaw was quiet again, Sammy. He, uh, as expected, he only had 21 disposals uh, on the night, 10 kicks. I got this one right. Um, I'm pretty happy. He's drifted a little bit, 4.78 to $5.10, but I think it would have been more if it wasn't for Paddy Cripps, which we'll touch on in a bit. So um, that's an interesting one. So I'm happy to say I got the one voter right. It just cooled off a little, hasn't he? Well, the Brownlow uh, Metal Predictor Andrew hasn't Rachel. got in polling in the last four rounds. So that's interesting, but he's still firm in the market. My two voter, Neil versus Colton. This one I got right for sure. Nine coaches votes, lucky Neil. Um, I was backing him. I was pretty confident. He'll get two or three. Um, he had 32 disposals, nine clearances, nine coaches votes, 20 contested possessions, 10 score involvements, all game highs, another brilliant game by the Brownlow medalist and his uh, coming to favoritism for the Brownlow. My three-voter, Sam, um, was a bit stiff, I thought. Now, I was with Oliver. I thought he'd have a, a fat game against um, against the opposition, but they'd lost. So Collingwood got the upper hand. They, they beat him, and that probably cost him some Brownlow votes. He had 42 disposals, if you don't mind, um, 14 clearances, 24 contested possessions. Huge game. Does he poll votes? That's the query. He's another one in the last five games, according to the Brownlow medal predictor on Betfair, only two games where he's got half a vote Correct. as per the predictor. And the predictor, as we know, has predicted not just the last two winners of the Brownlow medal, but the last two runners up as well. So this is where you want to be focusing your attention, especially with just uh, a couple of weeks to go. We are going to get you to answer one of the the big queries would be coming into this show. Given the massive news this week that Paddy Cripps, after that two-week suspension was upheld, now ineligible for the Brownlow, probably leading the Brownlow at a, after about round eight and, and in about first or second at the halfway mark, probably with Lockie Neal. We'll get you to tell us how that uh, affected things and will affect things moving forward in terms of the, the, the betting lines and the favouritism lines. Let's just do a little bit of a recap for those who are uh, keeping track of some of the players that they may uh, have put in to their Brownlow betting, of course, responsibly, one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. 858 Start with Melbourne and Collingwood. Yeah, well, Cripps was obviously huge news. Melbourne got beaten by Collingwood, and that's a huge flow-on effect for Melbourne. Petraka, Oliver, for the Brownlow. If they won, Oliver gets votes. It's a sure thing. Now, interestingly, since 2012, Sam, as far as I can go back and looking at the data, no team from losing side has polled all six votes. If it was ever going to happen, I reckon it could be this match. We had Gorn dominate. He was enormous. He got a perfect 10 coaches' votes. He had a great game, picked up 31 disposals, 10 clearances, 7 inside 50s, 
took 10 marks, four of those contested, 27 hitouts if you don't mind. He'll probably get the, the two or the three, but they lost. Then you've got um, Oliver, who had 42, and Petraka had an enormous game as well. The 14 so. clearances for Oliver, though, I, I, I think I wouldn't be too alarmed. I think that he could still find his way into votes, especially since I reckon, and you'll be able to tell us, the Collingwood votes, if there were to be, I, I reckon were pretty mu- a bit more evenly spread. Collingwood were definitely evenly spread. Um, Petraka then again had 36 disposals, 553 metres gain, 10 score involvements and a goal as well. But then from the Collingwood perspective, it was an even team performance, but Melbourne dominated all the stats, especially in the first half. It's amazing that they lost that game and inaccuracy cost them. So they were on top in a lot of facets of the game, Sam, but Jamie Elliott, he uh, was very good, kicked four clutch goals, fantastic. Um, his pressure inside 50 was great. And Jordan Ngoa, he had his best game for the year, you would have thought. Um, mm. 25 disposals, nine clearances, 12 contested possessions, and a goal as well. This will be interesting because Dermot Burton has always said that the three votes really needs to go to the person who had the, the, the most say in the outcome of the game. I think in that case, Jamie Elliott, Jamie Elliott, the four goals... All that pressure, all those pressure acts inside Ford 50 you mentioned. How many goals? I think three of his goals came from tackle inside 50 free kicks. Spot on. And getting me hard to go past. It's going to be one of the most fascinating. We look back on this come Brownlow night. It's going to be one of the most yep. fascinating matches because. Are you going on the raw numbers or are you going on the most influence? Uh, what are you? What, what's the predictor telling us? Gone. For me, oh, Jamie Elliott, probably the impact player yep. and the Brownlow medal predictors got him three. I wouldn't be surprised if Gorn, he got 10 coaches votes. So yep. you've got to take that into account as well, which the Brownlow medal predictor does. Um, he'll get one vote or two votes. If they win, he gets certain three, I reckon, Gorn. So it's it's going to be one of the most fascinating Brownlow medal nights. And this match in particular is going to be really interesting to see how the umpires saw it. Hawks and Suns, no real bearing on the year, but Took Miller is um, a, a player who at the moment uh, sits... He's sixth, close. He's yeah. sixth uh, on the uh, Betfair Brownlow predictor. Any votes? He made a real plunge too. He had uh, two, two, no no votes, three and three. So two best on grounds in a row heading into last round. He got tagged by McGuinness from the Hawks and did a really good job. Only had 21 disposals. Won't poll, you would have thought, and they got beaten, ending their finals hopes, the Gold Coast Suns. So um, he's drifted on the back of that. You mentioned uh, Andrew Brayshaw and the slide that he's currently in, according to the uh, Betfair Brownlow medal predictor. Uh, any other votes that could be coming out of the Bulldogs' loss to the Dockers? Not a huge amount, obviously, in terms of influencing the uh, Brownlow, other than Andrew Brayshaw, who again had a quiet match. But Luke Ryan was the best Docker on the ground. He um, He's likely to poll the votes. Team high, 32 disposals, 15 marks, rebound 50s. He had 11 of those and 573 metres gained. So um, 25 out of 25 effective kicks for Luke Ryan. That's some performance. Mm. Um, other than that, Josh Dunkley was fantastic. 33 disposals. Caleb Sarong got uh, potentially some votes as well, but nothing for Brayshaw there. He continues his drift. Lockie Neal, at the <laughs> moment, joint favourite um, on the Brownlow predictor with Andrew Brayshaw. But whereas I mentioned earlier that, uh, or you mentioned earlier that uh, Andrew Brayshaw hasn't polled a vote according to to uh, the Brownlow medal predictor since round 17 and had a couple of quiet weeks after the bye before that. So um, in the six rounds since the bye, uh, well, seven rounds since the bye, only one game polling votes, but still uh, on the uh, still on the second line of betting, equal with Christian Petrarca, sorry, Lockie Neal, three votes clear, according to Betfair at the minute. Yeah, Lockie Neal, and this was the moving round. I said at the end of last week... This round was the moving round, and Lockie Neal put his stamp on 
may have put one hand on that. Uh, well, I don't know how to say that. Not a, not a cup, but uh, on is one it, on one side of the ribbon that holds ribbon, the medal. Correct, the something like that. Um, he had nine coaches' votes. He's going to get two or three. You would have thought he had thirty-two disposals, nine clearances, twenty contested possessions, ten score involvements. Um, enormous game, opening goal of the match as well, which sets the, sets the tone. He'll pole two at least, if not three. Zach Bailey was the other one. Um, kicked four goals, seven inside 50s, 10 score involvements, 19 disposals. So he might have been the one that potentially steals the, the three off Lockie Neal. Hey, just take us through the top 10 uh, on the, the, the predictor before we uh, come back and get through the uh, round 22 firmers and drifters. Yeah, Lockie Neal, um, 28 and a half. He's three votes ahead of Andrew Brayshaw at the moment. He's $2.56 at the moment. Very short. Um, Andrew Brayshaw, $5.10 on 25 and a half. Christian Bratracker on 25 and a half. Clayton Oliver on 25. Paddy Cripps, who's no longer there, would have been on 23. So he's out the door, obviously, no longer in the betting markets. Then you go back to Took Miller, Sam Walsh, and Callum Mills um, going all right also. So is it a simple matter of that once, obviously, the player's ineligible... With Betfair, they just get taken out of the Brownlow predictor and then Took Miller slides up into that uh, fifth spot? That is spot on. So all winning bets on him uh, are done. Yep. All lay bets are profits, but then they get taken out of the, the, the market. So there you go. It, so if you were one who at, say, halfway mark where he had really hit his stride less and, you had, and, and you'd laid Crips, how are you feeling? Yeah, pretty good. No risk now. So, um, yeah, a few people sweating on the result of Tuesday night, which is interesting, but um, has a huge impact. Obviously, he was taking up about 10% of the market. So that's probably why Andrew Brayshaw hasn't drifted as much as suspected. He was four seventy out to $5.10. But if Cripps is still there holding 10% of the market, it's, um, yeah, it makes that price a lot longer. So, um, yeah, it might be down to two or three now. When we come back, movers and sliders. Uh, and also to your three, two, and one for another week. This is uh, the 2022 Brownlow Medal Predictor. It is all for our very good friends uh, at Betfair. Uh, make sure that if you are gambling, gamble responsibly, and you can Betfair, uh, you can have a look at Betfair's Brownlow Predictor. It's been right three years in a row. I said two. It's three years in a row. Check it out today. Gamble responsibly, one 858 Ah, yes. Welcome back to the 2022 Brownlow Medal Predictor show. It is all for Betfair. The Brownlow Lowdown, it is all for Betfair. You can lay bet on AFL markets only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858. Tommy Haylock is here, Sam Hargraves as well. Tommy, I'm led to believe that you think that there is something eerily similar to this year in terms of where we're situated with two rounds of footy to go as to where we were last year with two rounds to go at the top end of the uh, the Brownlow market. Spot on. Now, Heading into two rounds to go, this time last year, Bontepelli was a very, very eerily similar price to what Lockie Neal is now. Obviously, he didn't get the chocolates. Ollie Wines was about the same price as Clayton Oliver and potentially Andrew Brasher. was about that $5.56 mark. He polled in the last two matches. It came down to the last round Port Adelaide versus Bulldogs, I think it was, in round 23, which is eerily similar to what it might this year with round 23, Melbourne versus Brisbane. And Wines polled in that last round last year, one by three votes, and that was the story. So it could potentially happen with round 23, Lockie Neal versus Clayton Oliver or Petraka heading into that round. Whoever wins and whoever polls could win the Brownlow. Probably doesn't have enough uh, in the front end of the year, but Zach Merritt has actually polled, according to the predictor, in the last five rounds. Four of those have been three voters. The other one is two and a half with two games to go it would feel like he's just a little bit too far behind. But can you see anyone else from maybe the second line down 
being able to... You've got Lockie Neal on 28.5, Andrew Brasher on 25.5, alongside Christian Petrarca. Yeah. So Neil, Lockie Neal and Christian Petrarca are going to meet, and Clayton Oliver, who's on 25. So, And then you've got Cripps out of it now on 23. Took Miller's back on 22. That might be a bridge too far. But from that top four... Well, three of those players are going to go head-to-head in round 23. It's amazing, Neil Petrarca, it? Oliver. Could is that it? be the round that decides the Brownlow? Much like it was last year with yep. Wines versus Bontempelli round 23 last year. I agree. That's going to be some match. And if you're riding the bets throughout the season, I can't wait to chat with you before that round. It's going to be fascinating to see where we're at. Zach Merritt, speaking of him, he almost is a chance to poll perfect 15 votes five weeks in a row. It's unbelievable. We haven't seen the likes of it since 2015 with um, Nat Fife, who polled, I think, in seven of eight weeks, polled 3-3-2-3-3. So almost identical run of form to Zach Merritt. He was airborne before last week. Um, the the interesting thing, too, is Melbourne, I mean, that's a vote. That's around earlier in the year where Lockie Neal's not getting any votes. Uh, they completely shut him out, Melbourne, uh, of that game. So if they employ the same tactics at the Gabba, as they did at the MCG, then it could be a very, very quiet night uh, for Lockie Neal. So, uh, and I know this won't have any bearing on the decisions that Chris Fagan makes in, in in game strategy, but they didn't really run anyone with Oliver and Petrarca last time they played. I wonder whether they do this time, with whether it be a Reese Matheson, whether it be a Mitch Robinson, whether they put someone to, to try and blanket one of those two guys, not because of the Brownlow, but... It, it, it cost them last time. I wonder whether they change that tactic this time. And I, Yeah, spot on. I wonder what both teams, Brisbane, you'd think would be more likely to need the win heading into that round as well. So it could could potentially mean a home final for both teams, which is fascinating as the, the ladder is set up as well. So they'll all be out there trying to win. But um, as you said, Lockie Neal only had the 22 disposals around 15, 2022 20, last time they met. So they got... Um, Wallop, 64-point loss. They didn't show up. So, yeah, interesting to see what happens there, but I can't wait for round 23. And Andrew Brasher, who said he's been out of form, the der- the derby this weekend against the lowly Eagles, and the Giants are as hot and cold as any team. So it could be a, a couple of profitable weeks votes-wise for Andrew Brasher. So we shouldn't count him out yet because that should be a couple of easy wins for Frio. Yeah, you'd think so. And you say he's been out of form. He was okay, um, but they've just been beaten. Um, two weeks ago, obviously, they got mm. walloped by Melbourne. Um, he's polled all right, but he's, he's actually played okay in, in a couple of the games in the last four weeks, but just probably won't poll votes. So, yeah, interesting to see what happens with him. Firmers and drifters, if you please. Yeah, Miller drifted uh, $7 out of $8.40, got tagged out of the match. They lost. Cripps out of the market, obviously, had a bit of an impact with players firming. Uh, Brayshaw drifted again from seven four dollars seventy, sorry, out to five dollars ten five twenty. Amazed, really, as I said, he hasn't polled in his last four games. Amazed, he's still at five dollars twenty, considering recency bias. Oliver, um, a big firmer, but he might not even poll. Um, he was seven into six dollars, and Neil was the the massive one. Obviously, he dominated the game. We'll get guaranteed votes. You would have thought two or three, three dollars eighty five into two dollars sixty. So, Sammy, as I said last week, you back him. You could have taken the three eighty five, and you can hedge off, lay a bit at the two sixty, make that dollar or so in between, dollar twenty in between, and uh, free money. I know that we're about to do your three two one uh, votes, and and uh, but is there a play that you're thinking about with two weeks to go? So I know what you're thinking. We're about to find out what you're thinking this week. But casting your mind over it, have you been? Have you have you looked at it side by side, 
And is there a way that you're leaning towards for the next couple of weeks? I'm big in the Demons camp. Um, I think they can win round 23, but it all comes down to that, especially this week. I think they'll win this week. So two rounds to go. That round 23 match against Brisbane. I think Dees can get the better of Brisbane up there. I know it's going to be a fascinating head-to-head market as well, what what happens. Both teams are kind of a bit hit and miss at the moment. They play really good footy for a half and then drop off. We saw at Brisbane last quarter last week and last half the week before. Um, that's that's a big one for me. So I'm still in the Oliver camp, maybe the Petraka camp. Um, yeah. Let's talk about those two as we have a look to this weekend of players to keep an eye on. They've got Carlton, whose midfield is ravaged. So no Kennedy, uh, no Hewitt, no Cripps. This could be a feast. I think the This could be numbers of gargantuan proportions <laughs> for the Melbourne Mids. Another 42 for Oliver, we're predicting. Um, he's uh, He's got some great disposals uh, history against Carlton. He got 28 last time they met, round 9, 20, 21. He kicked one goal, two, 10 AFL coaches votes. Clayton Oliver against Carlton last time they met, three Brownlow votes. Replica of that, he'll get another three. Um, he had 28 the time before that in 2020, and when they played round 16, 2019, he had 26 disposals, four coaches votes, and one Brownlow vote in a five-point win. So his recent history, obviously very good when they played last year, and no Crips. You'd think he'd get off the leash again. Lockie Neal, St Kilda, Friday night, Marvel Stadium. Uh, his history against the Saints? Yeah, it's interesting one. He dominated round 13 when uh, they had the 21... 21-point win against St Kilda earlier in the year, round 13 it was. He had 27, 37 disposals, sorry, Lockie Neal, seven coaches' votes. Um, yeah, I'd think he'd get two or three minimum Brownlow votes last time they met. Before that, he's been pretty quiet, to be honest. He had 31 possessions in round 17, 2021, no Brownlow votes. And only going back to 2018, he had one Brownlow vote when he had 32 um, possessions and one goal one. So a little bit quiet against the Saints, but I think he'll have a big game. Um a player that uh, is still out there for Carlton is Sam Walsh. Um, what are you thinking for him this week? Just, yeah, two players that are, might not be in contention to win it, but they're interesting all the same. And then we'll start getting our top fives, top 10 markets as well. So all this can start thinking about. Um, hasn't played in a winning match against Melbourne, amazingly, Sam Walsh. Uh, had 30 possessions, four coaches votes when they met in round nine last year and polled one Brownlow vote in that Match, he's got to stand up in the midfield if there's any hope this week with no Crips. And if we're looking for our top 10s uh, and basing it on Brownlow Medal Predictor, Took Miller um, in the top five at the moment, Geelong this week for the Suns and and a, and a midfield that is dominant at the minute. Geelong are airborne. Is this, I have a sneaky feeling this is a bit of a danger game, Sam, for Geelong. They, they might drop one before the finals and they can't take Gold Coast lightly. Took Miller um, hasn't polled a vote against Geelong in his career. Did have 30 possessions, one goal, one, three coaches votes last year in round 10. So interesting watch on Took Miller in that match. Uh, a couple of other form players at the moment, Luke Parker, Shay Bolton. Yeah, Luke Parker, um, the predictor has him seven votes his last three matches. He's had 29, 34 and 29 disposals last three. Shay Bolton, absolutely airborne. The Brownlow medal predictor on Betfair, the hub, has him eight and a half votes the last five weeks. He's kicked goals. He's been damaging and is certain to poll well in the latter half of the year. So Parker at the moment, I think, just sneaking inside or just outside the top 10, um, but with a couple of good games to go. Brownlow predictors got him on 15 votes. Uh, Shea Bolton on 14 and a half, according to the, the Brownlow predictor. Rory Laird, the other one. The predictors got him seven of the last nine matches polling. He just probably won't get the threes because the Crows haven't won, but he's having an enormous year. He's second in average possessions, um, 33.78, and second in tackles this season. So 
Huge. Let's finish off in the short time we have with your three, two, one, starting with your one. Uh, best bets for this weekend. Yeah, backing two head-to-head teams, short odds, but I'm happy to back them both. Brisbane to St Kilda, $1.70. I'm taking that. And Melbourne to beat Carlton at $1.35. I think that's value against uh, a depleted midfield there. Are you two? Two. Oliver at six twenty. I'm happy to back him in at that price. I think they can win this week and he'll have a fill-up. Petraka as well, same same one. I think they'll beat Carlton. I think those two players will dominate. And I think both of them potentially will be shorter next week. And three. That was Petraka. Petraka oh, was the Petraka's three. There we three. go. I think he's the best value at the moment. About that $9 price, I think he can poll this week. And the Brownlow Medal predictors got him right up in the mix. Beautifully done. Uh, Tommy Haylock from Betfair. Betfair's Brownlow predictor has been right three years in a row. It is your number one tool with a couple of weeks to go for the most prestigious medal in footy. Check it out today. Gamble responsibly, of course, 1-800-858-858. Tommy, thank you. Been a pleasure, mate. Always. Back next week with the Brownlow medal predictor, the Brownlow lowdown for Betfair. Up next, uh, we're heading to the Storm game. Amy Stadium, look out. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.